Thank you, and thank you for being here. Uh, we've got two clips to watch today. The first clip is about five minutes long, and uh, we are in the, the movie Revenge of the Sith, uh, episode three of the Star Wars series. And <clears throat> just to catch you up on the plot, I know most of us already know the plot, but um, Padme and Anakin have secretly gotten married at the end of uh, Attack of the Clones. Um, Padme is now pregnant and has revealed that to Anakin. And, you know, in theology, as we study theology and read the Bible, some theologians say what we're trying to do is, is think God's thoughts after him. And I've watched these movies now such that I'm, I'm trying to think George Lucas's thoughts after him, which is a scary thing. Uh, but I think the scene that we're going to watch today is George Lucas trying to set up the motivation for why Anakin turns into Darth Vader. And I want us to think about this. Uh, we're going to watch some cheesy, there's some really cheesy love things. I mean, this isn't even the cheesiest part, but it, there's even cheesier. But this is pretty cheesy at the beginning. Uh, we're going to talk about um, some dreams that Anakin has and then some things that Yoda says, uh, advice. And we're going to compare that to Christian thoughts about death and things like that. So um, we're going to watch this, um, yeah, about a five-minute clip. Think about um, com contrasting what I, I think is George Lucas's idea of what is motivating uh, Anakin to become Darth Vader uh, with maybe a Christian worldview about these types of issues of trying to deal with a death of a loved one. So um, with that hopeful introduction, here we go. go to the lake country where no one will know, where we can be safe. I can go early and fix up the baby's room. Because I'm so in love with you. <laughs> so love has blinded you. <laughs> well, that's not exactly what I meant. That's
I remember when I gave this to you. How long is it going to take for us to be honest with each other? It was a dream. Bad? Like the ones I used to have about my mother just before she died. And? And it was about you. It was only a dream. <laughs> you die in childbirth. The baby. I don't know. It was only a dream. I won't let this one become real. Baby will change our lives. I doubt the Queen will continue to allow me to serve in the Senate. And if the Council discovers you're the father, you'll be expelled. I, I know, I know. You think Obi-Wan might be able to help us? We don't need his help. Our baby is a blessing. minutes to talk with people around you about anything you saw from that clip uh, especially some of those lines maybe from Yoda the fear of loss is a path to the dark side death is a natural part of life train yourself to let go of everything you fear to lose so take a few minutes talk about that and then we'll come together and share our thoughts Let's see, let's see what kind of thoughts we have as a class together. Um, what do you guys think? How does anything in here that, how does it compare to maybe a Christian view here and then we'll go here? 
Yeah, go ahead. Oh, me first? Yeah. Um, I actually see a lot of the um, conception here. Um, instead of Yoda's teachings, I sort of see, you know, Anakin and Padme's very controversial baby um, with some direct parallels to Joseph and Mary's story. Um, you know, this child, in their case, born out of wedlock, in this case, never supposed to have been in wedlock in the first place, um, will cause a disastrous amount of bad PR for both of them, but <laughs> in a real twist, that child is going to end up being the chosen one who saves literally everybody. And that's, you're talking about Luke Skywalker Luke and Skywalker Jesus. Luke Skywalker and Jesus. Yeah. Yes. Jesus wow. Skywalker. Jesus Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> If only they had named Luke Jesus, then we'd have the yeah. great parallel. Um, I can also see a sort of cautionary tale um, uh, with Yoda's teachings, because just looking at Anakin's face, I can see him flat out ignoring everything Yoda's saying, yeah. and at the same time, um, you know, starting down that dark path, which is what a lot of Christians face. You know, we know what we're supposed to do, but we think this one's a more easy idea anyway. Yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah, what was kind of oh, I was just going to add something. I didn't have the exact uh, biblical reference to it, but it's kind of like they call it the stereotype threat. So it's like what you fear to become the reality or what you're trying to prevent, it ends up becoming so. So what, when Yoda warns Anakin, you know, that if you be careful of what you, how you view the future. So again, he's kind of allowing that future fear to create basically the outcome. Because we don't know what it's going to be, right? Yeah. He senses that Padme might die in childbirth, but he doesn't know all the circumstances around it. But as we see the, the conclusion, you mm -hmm. see the actual circumstances that lead to it. Yeah. And it's not so much the childbirth, it's his decisions that drive that. Okay. Well, stereotype threat, what's that? The, the stereotype threat is something in psychology where I think they, they look at it where something that you feel might become true, you end up fulfilling it. So it's like self-fulfilling like, self yeah, prophecy. Becomes, yeah, yeah, essentially how they, they view it. Huh. Very good. Yeah. I feel like Josh plagiarized um, Yoda in his sermon this morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which part of the sermon are you talking about? <laughs> the Bieber part. The Bieber part, yeah. <laughs> I think this is interesting that Yoda has a clearer boundary than Anakin does to like from Anakin to Padme there's a lot of enmeshment whereas Yoda because Yoda probably has the ability to really investigate why is he having these dreams who is it about but Yoda chooses to trust Anakin to kind of you know figure this out on his own which is something that is just good for as Christians mm -hmm. to help other people that we're not necessarily there to, to save them or to solve their problems we're just there to walk with them. Mm. So Yoda's uh, allowing, doesn't ask a lot of questions. Who is it? Somebody close to you? Okay, well, who is it then? You know. And Yoda was the one who knew that he had these feelings about his mother. Yeah. So it's very, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that Yoda could have figured out or it may even already know, but it's yeah. choosing to let future play out as it's going to play out. Yeah. Yeah. It was really very wise what he said that the fear of the last is a path to the dark side because it breeds jealousy and greed. Yeah. That's very interesting because the, the point being that if you try to control what you fear, then you're taking the place of God. Yeah. Being. Death is natural. Of course, the things will happen. You can't control everything. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, knowing what we can control and what we can't control is is very wise. And, and this sounds a little bit to me like um, Buddhist philosophy of trying not to. Um, that kind of the secret to pain is is our desire. And if you just don't desire things, then you don't have the fear of loss. That's not exactly Christianity, I don't think, but it, it's a strong part of Buddhism. But well, I don't that's think it's the serenity prayer in a nutshell. Yeah, it's, it's but uh, yeah, yeah. But I, somehow I think there's some differences, but I don't know exactly how to put my finger on it. Yeah. I, I took a little bit different take on Yoda's part where he was saying uh, the fear of loss. I don't. I didn't get the exact word, but it can be a path yeah. to the dark side. I heard that less as him talking from the voice of this is the path to the dark side like he does with Luke Skywalker in that earlier film. Yeah. Earlier. <laughs> uh, but more Yoda speaking from his experience in life. Because Yoda's lived centuries at yeah. this point. And I, I, I saw and heard in that, and I could be wrong, that was more Yoda talking from I've seen the fear of loss drive people to the dark side yeah. before, so you need to be careful about that. Yeah. Rather yeah. than maybe a direct tenet of, of the Jedi. Yeah. I could be wrong. I don't well, no, I that's good. saw what he did when his mother died. Yeah. Because uh, he, he couldn't control anything, yeah. he was, felt helpless. He destroyed everybody yeah. that was around there. Yeah. Uh, and I've I heard recently. Um, you know, I, I just turned 50, so I've reflected more and more on death. Uh, <laughs> I'm closer now to death than I was before. Um, and some some great Christian thinker said, I don't remember who it was now, but um, all of life is practice in letting go. Life is practice in, in letting go. And that's that's kind of a thought that I'm trying to embrace thinking about growing older and dying is that you know when you're younger you think oh all my life is ahead of me I have all these things to experience but even at that I mean you're you're just kind of practicing letting go the older you get um, there's some I don't know there's some wisdom in that that has helped me uh, Yoda says here that death is a natural part of life and there, I, there's some, there's some truth to that but in a Christian worldview death comes about through sin and death is an enemy um, death is not a friend so I think the Christian worldview of death is a little different from it just being a natural part of life although there's this acceptance of death but there's also a hope that we have beyond death and and death is described in, in the New Testament as the enemy and it's the last enemy and the enemy that, that Christ has conquered through his resurrection. So uh, it's a little different take on death, I think, than we get here. Yeah. Well, I feel like he was trying to say, when you become one with the force, that yeah. maybe yeah. likens to like, eternal life. Yeah. Right. He said, be happy for those who have More achieved oneness with the force. Yeah. Similar to what, you know, how we feel. Yeah. Death is something to be mourned. I mean, it's not, I don't, you know, I, th I think the Christian view of death is that it is a bad thing, and it's, and there, we mourn, but we don't mourn as those who have no hope. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, exactly. What about the angel, though, who meets uh, Mary Magdalene at the tomb? 
she's seeking Jesus, you know, looking for his body, looking yeah. for the elements. And she's, is it, doesn't the angel say something like, why are you crying? He's not here. Yeah. He's with the Father. Yeah. Kind of something a little similar to that. Yeah. So, so I think there is mourning aloud, but not mourning, not mourning without hope is what, you know, Jesus weeps at the death of Lazarus, even though he knows he's going to, I assume he knows he's going to raise him in a few minutes, but he still, you know, Jesus wept is that famous passage in John eleven thirty five. Well, I mean, shortest verse in English Bibles. Well, I think it's because, um, well, I mean, murder is treated as such a serious crime, not because you're actually killing somebody. I mean, their their problems are over. It's the people that they leave behind who you've hurt. That's such a big issue. I think the whole aspect of mourning isn't because we're sad that the person's gone, but because you know we don't, you know, there's you know there's all these regrets that we've had, you know, all those things, you know, we didn't say yeah. to them, and all that other stuff. You know, you're mourning what you wanted to have happened. But you're not mourning because you know they're suck. You're not mourning yeah. because they're gone. Yeah. You know you, they're. I mean they're in a better place. We keep saying that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes a little presumptively, depending on the person. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move on to another clip now. This is going to be um, a night at the opera. Some sort of weird opera is going on. If anybody understands what's going on in the background of this scene, please let me know. If you know anything about the greater Star Wars world. But this is where um, Anakin is going to have a talk with um, Senator Palpatine, or what is he now? He's Chancellor. Chancellor Palpatine on his way to be. Let's just call him Emperor. Emperor, yeah. Okay. Our clone intelligence units have discovered the location of General Grievous. He's hiding in the Utapal system. At last, we'll be able to capture that monster and end this war. I would worry about the collective wisdom of the Council if it didn't select you for this assignment. You're the best choice, by far. Hmm. Sit down. Leave us. able to rely on the Jedi Council. If they haven't included you in their plot, they soon will. I'm not sure I understand. You must sense what I have come to suspect. The Jedi Council want control of the Republic. They're planning to betray me. I don't think that. Search your feelings. You know, don't you? 
I know they don't trust you. Mm. Or the Senate. Or the Republic. Or democracy, for that matter. I have to admit, my trust in them has been shaken. Why? They asked you to do something that made you feel dishonest, didn't they? They asked you to spy on me, didn't they? I don't, uh, I don't know what to say. Remember back to your early teachings. All who gain power are afraid to lose it, even the Jedi. The Jedi use their power for good. Good is a point of view, Anakin. The Sith and the Jedi are similar in almost every way, including their quest for greater power. The Sith rely on their passion for their strength. They think inwards only about themselves. And the Jedi don't. The Jedi are selfless. They only care about others. Did you ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the White? No. I thought not. Not a story the Jedi would tell you. It's a Sith legend. Darth Plagueis was a dark lord of the Sith, so powerful and so wise, he could use the Force to influence the midi-chlorians to create life. He had such a knowledge of the dark side, he could even keep the ones he cared about from dying. He could actually save people from death. The dark side of the Force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. What happened to him? He became so powerful. The only thing he was afraid of was losing his power, which eventually, of course, he did. Unfortunately, he taught his apprentice everything he knew. Then his apprentice killed him in his sleep. It's ironic. He could save others from death, but not himself. Is it possible to learn this power? Not from a Jedi. That's a great line at the end. Not from a Jedi. <coughs> okay, take a few minutes to talk about uh, anything you see in this clip. Um, just for a few minutes and then we'll come back and share this together. Search the soul. Search the because it, it, they're immediately clapping, you know, that's what gave it away. Are they clapping for the special... Yeah. <laughs> so there was something inside those little balls. Yeah. 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 
So is Palpatine the one who killed? Palpatine's the one who killed the um, Dark Plagueis. That's my understanding. Yeah. He he did a good job acting, I think, in that scene. Yeah. Really good. Well, there's so I mean, it was great that they were able to keep the same actor the same. They're all like, mm-hmm. and the fact that he is so, because he just plays it very well. Yeah. Very calculated. Yeah. He really does turn Anakin. He knows what buttons to push. <laughs> Almost to the where he knows, like he knows that Anakin is fearful of someone dying. Is there is there a way to make the dark side to make a case for the dark side being concerned for something that's good? Or are they just totally evil? Well, it's seductive. It's going to seem like you're doing good. It's the whole the, the Batman mentality. I'm going to save everyone yeah. by beating people up. Because yeah. it makes a better movie. Because it's, it's a bad movie to you know, enact yeah. social change through, yeah. you know, <laughs> through change democracy. The council and democracy and, and funding programs. Yeah. That's not a good movie. Yeah. But it's a more effective way to change. You know, you know, you I mean, he, he kind of says the same thing that Obi-Wan says. You know, I did tell you the truth from a certain point of view. What he's saying is, well, we Sith, we have, from a certain point of view, we're doing the same thing the Jedi are doing. He didn't really have a response when Anakin says the Jedi are selfless. Yeah, he did, he, that, that's, he did, he would, but that's much what Satan does to us. Like, we can come out to Satan and say, you think this, and he would immediately change the question to be of something else, like to divert it. Um, to twist what is true, and I think that's true of both the Jedi and you know the Sith. They can both twist yeah. the perception to to do now. You know, I do find it interesting that Palpatine he is so willing to. It's almost like he's doing making Anakin do his dirty work. Like either Anakin's going to die going against Grievous, or he's going to become the new. Like he, yeah. he's, he's definitely willing. He's he has the long long game. Ahead, yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, he does tip his well, evil tips its hand in that 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 uh, in that exchange. He says from a certain point of view. Well, that can be argued in the book. Yeah. He's like, okay, if I if I show you this in a very certain way. Yeah. It's gonna look right. Yeah. It's the scene from uh, is that my cousin Benny, where he's in the yeah the yeah. interrogation room. He's talking with the guy. He's like, they want to show you this, and it was a playing card, and it's gonna look perfect. But once you flip it around, you see it's yeah. it's the same thing. So, yeah. yeah. Good stuff. All right, let's see what we got here. Um, is there is there any way to see uh, Anakin wanting to do something good? I mean, I think that's kind of what what Palpatine is arguing that from a certain point of view, the Sith way of doing things is really 
a good way, and the Jedi have their own motivations that can be construed as being just more and more power. Yeah. Um, I think Palpatine was actually flat out lying to Anakin when he said good is a point of view. It's honestly an objective force that is across literally every single civilization. You know, take a look at any religion, you know, no matter how small, and you'll see that the seven deadly sins are still exactly that. Um, and then when Anakin says that, and then when he tries to lead in the Sith being, you know, just another good guy, and Anakin actually stops him and says, no, they're selfish, power-hungry monsters, and he's yeah. like, the Jedi are no! And then Palpatine actually <laughs> gets taken aback for a sec. You see him turn away and start to think, okay, how else can I tempt him? Yeah. Oh, wait, hey, by the way, did you know that I can actually save your wife from dying? Yeah. I'll help you out if you join me. And then Anakin eats it up. Yeah. Which yeah. ties into the deceptive and seductive nature of evil. So there's no way that we can make the Sith out to be good guys? From a certain point of view. It's Nobody's going to buy in the Sith? It sounds great side. on paper, but it's horrible in practicality. Kind of like actually... They feed on our fears. But doesn't Obi-Wan doesn't Obi lie, basically, to Luke saying, your father died, blah, blah, blah. Darth Vader killed your father. And Luke says, you lied to me. And he says, no, I told you the truth from a certain point of view. Well, Anakin can, actually uh, adopted that same point of view. Um, Darth Vader himself said that Anakin is dead. I'm Darth Vader now. Yeah, so it wasn't a lie. Hmm. I have a hidden question. Well, who was his apprentice? And is it you? And you killed him? I mean, why didn't that come from? <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is it... Known that he yeah. was the apprentice who His killed Darth Sidious. Actually yes. confirms Palpatine killed him. Yeah. How did he kill him? Do we know? In his sleep, but how? You know, it's like he sends a joy. He's like ironic that the one who thought he could save others couldn't save himself. I, that's said of Jesus on the cross, isn't it? He saved others, but he can't save himself. George Lucas is plagiarizing there. Yeah. We have to be careful in creating this where the Sith versus Jedi where one is right and one is wrong because I think at the root they're both coming from truth and it's how they're perceived because a lot of even as mentioned seven daily sins you know whether it's food or sex or whatever those in of themselves are not wrong mm. it is how we have taken them and I made them our obsession. Yeah, that's where the the sin comes in, and I think that you know even this exchange that we saw of whether it's internally where we become selfish and we make it about ourselves, or if we make it about everybody else, those are two extremes that are both unhealthy and can lead to unhealthiness. Yeah, you know, at we at the very beginning of episode one, you know they're saying that the Jedi is not a military force <clears throat> and yet we see that kind of play out that you know whether it's through manipulations of the the Sith or if it's just because they themselves are are flawed people and can make yeah. mistakes they become more of a military presence yeah and so I think we you know I don't what say one could be a case I think a case can be made for both because they're viewed from the extreme of the same exact thing. You know, they're both trying to accomplish something. It's just how they're going to, how they're viewing it. Hmm. 
Well, the Jedi have a very strict, you know, no attachments. And you got to wonder if that's the wisest way to go through life, no attachments. Maybe that that works if they are totally selfless and they are totally just thinking about others. Um, like Catholic priests. Yeah, Catholic priests or monks or... That's why they don't marry is because they want to be totally dedicated to the church and to the people they're serving. That I thought George Lucas based that on some early knights that followed like a strict code. Yeah. It's the same ideals. Yeah, no attachments. Yeah. At the same time, though, uh, the Sith coming from themselves and passion being their motivation, if you combine passion and a self-centered mindset, you're going to be obsessed with bettering yourself at the expense of others. Yeah. Which is where the dark side comes into play. Yeah. It's too easy to get caught up in it. You know, the power is easy to use, so you try to keep using that power. It's an addiction. Yeah. And then you end up looking like that. Yeah, he does say something that's true, that those who have power want to keep their power, and that becomes, and we see that in life, lots of, lots of things. Anybody that has power... Um, like I have a lot of power as a professor. I mean, the power of the grade is a huge power, and I love wielding that power. I mean, it, it, I can see the addictive part of that. Yeah. How many people are afraid to lose their job? Yeah. There you go. I think the flaw from the Jedi perspective, of, or even the, the fear of loss or attachment or not being attached, is that from a Christian perspective, like the greatest command is to love. How do you love mm-hmm. when you're not attached? Yeah. I think it's really good. Yeah. Even if it's to your own ideals. Yeah, do Jedi ever use the love word? Not that I'm always talking about peacekeepers. Yeah. Yeah. Peacekeepers. Well, it would also depend on what kind of love we're talking about. I mean, Josh clearly loves us, but in a different way from, say, your spouse would. You said Josh? Yeah. Josh Graves, you mean? Josh Graves, yeah. He loves us? There you go. I'm sure he does. Um, very good. Uh, thank you very much for your thoughts and contrib- contributions today. Uh, next week we're going to talk about, I think, the very end where Obi-Wan and Anakin duel. and so, I mean, it's a very powerful, I think, powerful scene on Mustafar, yeah. the volcanic planet. And uh, some powerful stuff there. And that may be our last, I'll, I'll find out today if that's our last one. But um, yes? Okay, I want to ask you. Okay. The globe with the little stuff going Oh, yeah, what's going on? <laughs> what are they watching? Uh, it's a Cirque du Soleil. Somebody called it the Cirque du Soleil. Cirque du Soleil, not yeah. Cirque du Soleil. It's not the sign, it's just souls. Souls in a, some sort of uh, sphere. Um, water sphere. It's actually um, an opera from Admiral Ackbar's planet, uh, Mon Calamari. It's mostly aquatic planet, which is why all those screws were there. Wow. Oh. So they're in the water doing flips. And, and that's literally all of the source material ever released on it. Because it's there as background noise to give the writers an excuse to give that ominous droning sound as Anakin being. <laughs> that's right. This movie has lots of exposition. Lots of exposition in this movie, and that was just an excuse to have some. But you could have anything. I mean, you could have anything going on. I guess they wanted something that wasn't too distracting from what they're saying, because if it's like those weird animals or something. And but yeah, that it's a weird scene. Yeah. 
All right, thank you very much. Have a good rest of your day. Happy Mother's Day, everybody.